0: Traffic sucks, but your podcast don't have to. Welcome in to the afternoon drive with five.
1: We are back here on another The Morning 5 installment of Getting to Know You series with the coaches.
0: This week, we welcome in head coach that is coming off his first year of head coach at the Temple Tigers.
1: He's also the father to one of the best dancing kids I've ever seen on a football field or basketball court in my life.
0: So let's bring in Coach Corey Nates. Uh, he's joining us now on the Perry and Lawyers Hotline. Coach, welcome in. And and, and my first oh. question, though, is did they ever catch that Sasquatch that was on top of the Temple Tigers gym during the football season? I heard he's still on the loose
2: i don't know i think he's on the loose still uh what's up fellas i want to go back to what you said about uh aj Nix and the best uh so i kid you not i want to tell you a story since we're off you know you know doing a different talk here i kid you not i forget what jim it was a couple weeks ago i walk in there and some gentleman uh older gentleman and you know maybe 10 years older than me i'm 43 and he's like hey where's your son at and like i'm like uh, he'll be here a little while. And he's like, well, uh, I want to meet him. I've heard about him, you know, and I don't, I think this was just somebody in the County, like a fan that's seen him dance all over the place. So he goes, no, I need to meet him for sure. He's like, if I had the hair like that guy and had the dance moves like that guy, I'd be a rock star. And he's like, I want to be like him when I grow up. And I was just like floored, like, how many people that kid <laughs> has affected with his, his dance moves and how he acts. So. <laughs> it, it, all, it all comes together. It's the
0: dancing. It's the hair. It's the confidence. It's that he just – he can go out there in front of a million people and he don't care, man. He's busting a move. Which is going to mean trouble in about
2: nine years probably. So <laughs> big time trouble. I put, me and Casey, my wife talked about this. We need to start putting some bell money away probably. So. <laughs> got a savings account and a bell account for aj (laughs)
0: coach Coach, you mentioned his hair Uh, now one of the things that i noticed about all three of your kids all of them have very distinct haircuts i mean mckenna has long beautiful hair you know hudson has that big curly awesome afro looking thing and and uh, aj has that perfect mullet do they ever get into arguments about who has the better haircut
2: no, but I wish I could shave their two those two boys' heads. I, I'm not a fan of either one of them, but it is what it is. Like, uh, what a lot of people don't know with the, the whole thing with Hudson and his hair, he, he says the chicks dig it. And for me, like I was growing up, and you know, I, I've never had long hair since probably first grade. But growing up, I looked like you know, whether it's Ronald McDonald or Raggedy Ann or whatever it is, like I couldn't stand my hair. And here he is, you know, 14 years old you know and and built like a man and he's got the hairdo that I despise so um he needs it definitely needs a haircut but if I had my choice I'd shave all that stuff off the so. well, coach you know but if they, the, la- they don't, the ladies they, they they do it, he talk ain't doing about, that yeah well they talk about that hair but they don't fight necessarily but they they do you know those two boys they they, they get after each other so
0: and, and you have three very very talented children all of them, you know, well, good I, I, at multiple sports. How competitive is your house?
2: Well, I was telling, I appreciate that and I try to raise them the right way and uh, in my house, I believe, you know, iron sharpens iron and you know, we're pretty tough on our kids. We're both educators for you know, Casey was a coach before, so you know, she's got a coaching mindset, so uh, you know, they they've got a tough. I, I think what people don't realize is in, in our house within our family, um, they've got a they've got a pretty tough situation. Like it ain't just easy to be a Knicks kid. So they've been blessed, you know, in that area. But um, we try to do a good job of, you know, I guess making sure that, that you know their grades are the standards are very high is where I'm going with that. And so. You know, you can't come to us and talk to us as parents as far as, well, my buddy made it 89, no, the straight A's is, the, you know, the, what we're expecting, you know, or whatever it is, but, you know, the three of them, um, we're very blessed as parents, I'm not going to lie to you, like, in today's time and age, um, you know, we've been blessed as far as uh, what they've turned out to be so far, even though I'm scared of AJ's future, uh, with his confidence and you know, everything that he's got going on for him, even though he's the baby. Um, But I mean, those, those three kids, they work their tails off uh, in the classroom, in the weight room and whatever sports they're doing.
1: Coach, I've got, I'm going to piggyback on that question. If you guys are playing Uno in your house, who's the first person that's going to like start throwing fists?
2: It's a tough situation. Um, You know, whether it's Uno or here, I'll give you a real life example. Uh, we come up to the gym on Sundays a lot, uh, whether it's nighttime or whatever. Especially if it's raining or something, we have you know we we play two on two or whatever we can do one on one. I love seeing AJ, I mean Hudson and McKenna play one on one. You know when they play one on one basketball, and that's Hudson's third sport; it's not his first, like McKenna's. It is going to be a dog fight. Um and, and literally two weekends ago, it was a dog fight. I'm talking like throw down like I had to break we had to break it up. Like they're very competitive. The thing with AJ is he's so young, you know, he might talk to crap but he can't back it up. Uh, he's too little. But um I don't know. Between the five of us, Billy, um yeah. I'd throw Miss I'd throw Miss Nix's name in there too now. Like she don't play around. Um, it's very ultra competitive in my household, whatever it's, you know, Uno or Monopoly or whatever it is, it ain't going to end well. I can
1: tell you that. But you you are not originally from the West Georgia area. So what, what brought you to West Georgia? And, you know, has it been more of like a, this place feels a little bit more like home day after day for you?
2: Great question. Um, pretty much born and raised, uh, you know, in Cherokee County, Georgia, Canton-Woodstock area. Um, it was about, I guess, seven years ago, I've been coaching in the Metro Atlanta area. And I'll be honest with you, like what made my wife finally listen, I just give me a chance or listen to me, um, had the phrase that the right way, because she runs the, I ain't gonna lie, she's, she runs it, she's legit. And she makes me a better man, but basically, you know, I was at Roswell. We had just lost the state championship game to Colquitt. Um, you know, it, my wife had been at her elementary school that she taught at. I mean, she went to school at, in ten plus years she taught there. And finally, after you know, I was driving. I kid you not. We were living in Hickory Flat, going the back road of 140 in the Roswell for me. And it was 11 miles, and it'd take me over an hour and 15 minutes. Oh. Uh, it was. It didn't matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter if I went the back roads. It didn't matter if I went down 92 and you know got to 92 and from 575 and went that way. It was always an hour. It is just traffic. And I finally rolled out of the bed, and I will give Seth Rogers credit, who's the principal at Villarica. Um, he called me for the second time. Uh, in the off season. It was three years earlier. Uh, I think I was at Woodstock. He called me, didn't know anything about this place, didn't know much about him, but we kind of connected through social media or whatever, stay in touch. But the three years later, I guess it was 2016, going into that year, um, he offered me a defense coordinator job again. And finally I rolled out of the bet You know, I've been begging my wife, can I go, you know, be a defense coordinator? So can we leave this area? You know, because our family's all there. And I give her credit for, you know, jumping on the bandwagon and changing something. And that's originally how we ended up in West Georgia, uh, you know, I guess seven years ago. Um, I was here for a year at Temple. Um, The crazy part of that is I committed to my man, Seth Rogers. Um, He gets all the credit for the Knicks family being in West Georgia. But after a month of being committed, he actually got the AP job at VR. And so we still came to West Georgia because we thought it was a great move. And um, I was here for less than a year with Scotty. His, I guess it was his first year as a head coach. And then I had the opportunity to go be a head coach at Jordan Central for, I guess, it was two and a half years. And then Seth Rogers once again brought me back to VR to be the D.C. and then I landed over at uh, Central the last couple of years. So um, I I love this area. Um it doesn't matter if it's Temple, Central, VR, or whatever. I just like being in Carroll County. It's like going back in time as far as Cherokee County goes. Um, there's not all, you know, the growth is coming here, but, you know, in Cherokee County, they're not widening the roads enough for all the expansion and building they're doing. So it just makes things miserable.
0: So Seth Rogers is sort of like your godfather moment, you know, you 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 were in Roswell, I'd he so. he brings you in and then you go to Gordon Central and then once you think you're out, it pulls you back in. That was that was Seth Rogers with uh, Corey Nix in the West Georgia area.
2: There's no doubt. And I <laughs> plan on, you know, hopefully not ever leaving. I love it out here so.
0: Uh and, and coach, you, you talked about Casey there. When when did you meet Casey and what were your first thoughts when y'all first met? Did did you know that this is this is a woman that you wanted to marry? <laughs> you know, what 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 went into that uh that meetup?
2: Well, if I'm gonna be brutally honest on this, you know, this chat and I've gotta tell the, the real story of Casey's version. Um I was in eighth grade, I was best friends with her uh, she's got three sisters, but I would say the one that's older than her. She's got two older sisters Kelly and I were best friends uh, Probably since seventh grade. So I was kind of around the 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 Romer family the Romer girls for a while and um, If I'm being brutally honest uh, in eighth grade, I was going after Casey's best friend Sarah and uh, I was very interested in her and, and you know, she was not very interested in me and I kid you not, it ended up me and Casey talking, you know, on the phone, you know, at childish eighth grade, you know, just talking. And, uh, you know, two years later, I guess it was, uh, I'm bad with time and dates, but it was about two years later, um, we finally started dating. And I was at Sequoia and she was at Woodstock. And um I kid you not, you know, two years, high school sweethearts is what you call it. And I went off to UAB, uh, was very dumb thought I was going to find something better off. I'll be the man enough to say that. In my first year, wanted to be a free agent in college, thought I was the man. And uh kid you not, my dad, who's not very healthy, you know, he's he's not doing very well or where, very well right now, excuse me. Um came home one weekend from Birmingham after being broken up with her for a while and he basically says, "You're an idiot." And I'm like, <laughs> "What do you mean? What do you mean?" And he goes, you know, even though I was broke up with her, we still hung out and talked a lot. And he's like, that's the woman, who, you know, your dreams right there, and you don't even see it. And um, I guess driving back to, to Birmingham from Woodstock, I you know, I was like, man, if he's telling me that, I better wake up. So shorts, you know, to make that a little bit shorter, it's just the rest of history. Like, um,
0: that was always, sort of your aha
2: moment we, right we've there. We've been together. Yeah, we've been together forever, it feels like. And... I, um, I, you know, I'm blessed to have her in the same building with me right now at Temple High School. I, I got her, me and Mr. Driven, got her to jump to the high school level, and she is over our special ed program here. And um, we see each other some, but not as much as people would probably think because we're in two different, you know, areas of the building. But um, I, I'll tell you what, I, being 43 and married for, you know, it would be 18 years this spring, I think, you know, marriage is, is – more and more it gets better and better. It's I'm just very thankful and blessed to have uh a spouse, a wife like her. Um that is a true coach's wife. Um she goes above and beyond.
1: I can't wait to, to see Casey again and ask her flat out how <laughs> <laughs> I want to kind of tell you
2: <laughs> listen, I'm gonna tell you like I told you her side of the story. I bet you she'll listen to this because I would I would leave out the Sarah girl I promise you I would leave out the eighth grade part I promise <laughs> you I I was dating her when it when it was tenth grade I was dating her like her sister her sister's best friend and when we broke up it was almost like there it is Casey Nix I mean Casey Romer, right then I'm like damn so I've had a couple of signs with Casey Casey Romer, Casey Nix throughout my lifetime
1: so I I've got to ask uh, continuing with the family tradition that that you've got going on here. How pumped are you to be able to coach Hudson next year at Temple?
2: Uh, um you know, it it makes me have the chills right now. It makes me kind of tear up. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um we had our banquet a couple couple weeks ago and you know I flat out told the whole crowd and you know I uh, I told Hudson I already apologized to him and I just hope that I don't mess something up. Um I've looked forward to this moment uh, since I got into coaching, since I've had boys. Um, you know, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the last 18 years of teaching and coaching, but I, I've been waiting for this moment for a while, and now that it's here, and I'm more mature enough and old enough to understand time's ticking, and you know, you can't get it back. My plan is to enjoy every minute with him, um, and whether that's weight room film where I'm saying I'm, I don't want to mess it up is, you know, his expectations for himself, he's very businesslike. He's, he's a very gifted kid. I'm not going to lie to you all. Um, all three are different, but he is businesslike and always has been. And so where I'm going with that is I hope I don't mess it up in the fact that, you know, I'm not too hard on him or whatever uh, that is. Um, I hope he enjoys it just as much as I do.
1: I think that's something as as parents, and Bryce and I have coached our kids, you know, and and granted you've coached your kids too at the at the rec level or whatever, but that's the one thing I think it has terrified me and I'm sure it's terrified Bryce too, that we wanna be hard on our kids because that's that's just how we should be. But at the same time, we don't wanna ruin their their love and their passion for the sport that that we love. And and that's something that I think is, is a fine line that you're going to have to tiptoe this year.
2: There's no doubt. I mean, it's, it definitely is a fine line. Um, I can say whether it's been, you know, elementary, you know, rec, whatever, and then middle school and then high school, I think it's going to be more enjoyable now. Um, But I just, it's different when you're coaching them on a rec team or travel ball team or whatever. Um, I think it's just, you know, obviously the magnitude of it and the seriousness, I'm a head coach here and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot that goes into that that, you know, the thing is, is he's a very, very talented kid. And I've got, as far as the head coaching job, you know, he's got to prove himself. And I know he's doing to, but I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of different aspects and angles thrown at you in that situation. So um, I just hope I handled it right. Uh, more importantly for Hudson, but more importantly for my players and whoever's around, um, you know, Billy, I'll tell you, I, I've got McKenna in the weight room. I've enjoyed every minute of it since I've been at Temple the last year. I've got to, you know, wait, do her weight training, work with her. Um, it's been awesome. It really has. So um, I just hope I can live long enough to see AJ when he gets up here or wherever I'm at. So.
0: <laughs> and, and, Coach, outside of traveling to the ends of the earth to watch your kids play, you know, the, the travel baseball, I saw you all going, you know, to Antarctica, I think, this summer for, for McKenna's Ridiculous. basketball. Uh, what other hobbies yep. do you have outside of all that? Or do you even have time for other hobbies?
2: Well, I, I did my homework and, uh, and I listened to Shane and his, uh, I love this podcast and, you know, how y'all did that. Thanks for the heads up, um, <laughs> man. I'll tell you what. Uh, I really, really, honestly, I'm not just trying to be, uh, I guess the word for this. I, I love being a dad. I really do. Um, I've always wanted obviously, to be a head coach. Uh, whether it's the high school or college level. I've always wanted to be, you know, I still have that D1 athlete in my blood, but I promise you, I, I would, if someone told me, if my wife made so much money and I could have been a stay-at-home dad, I would have done it. I, I, <laughs> I really love being a father. I do. I, And so I really enjoy, even though that's stressful, and um, I think with McKenna turning 16 and her getting a car this Christmas or whatever, um, I think it helps, but – Um, I do enjoy being a dad and not having to coach them and watching them play their sports and staying away from, you know, whatever, the parents or whatever, just sitting in the outfield or sitting over there by the gym or whatever it is. And then um, I love fishing. I heard y'all talk about this. I love fishing. I need to do it more. Um, Bass fishing, it don't matter what it is. I love it. My goal is hopefully to get a boat here soon. Um, We're on a lake in our, you know, Lake Buckhorn where we live right now. You know, last year when I we moved there in the summertime, I told myself I'm going to get on that kayak and go over there and bass fish and all that. Never had a chance, but I promise you, um, I'll, I'll apologize already to my admin. I'm going to take a personal day one day here when it gets warm <laughs> enough and then, you know, they're in shallow water. I'm going to go bass fish. <laughs> um, something else that I'd love to get involved with and hopefully somebody hears this or whatever. I always thought I was a country boy, you know, being raised in, in Cherokee County and Um, always hung out with the Northern end kids where Creekview is now, but we call it free home. So we do you know, I, I try to go hunting with them, but I really, really want to get into hunting. I do. Um, I don't know why that is, but I I think I'd enjoy, you know, whether it's deer hunting or whatever it is. Um, I got a little bit of that taste up in Jordan County while I was the head coach up there, but I do like the outdoors. There's no doubt about that. Um. Two things, real I, uh, quick. I have a, I have a, I have a confession, real quick. I don't get to watch much TV, um, but over the weekend, I don't even know why I clicked on this. If anybody else has got some suggestions, please throw them my way when I got some downtime, which is not much for those kids. But I watched the first two seasons of Vikings Valhalla, and I like, I'm talking. I watched both seasons in less than 24 hours. Like, <laughs> I was addicted, so. <laughs>
1: Two things. I'm uh, looking t- forward to season three. Uh, you, you talk about getting a boat. Uh, we, we know a guy. We- <laughs> uh, yeah, we do.
0: When that <laughs> time comes, we don't make that happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no doubt about that.
1: Um, and then I the agree. second thing, you talked about hunting, and we, we literally just got off the phone with uh, Brad Gordon not too long ago. And you want to talk about a, a I heard, hunter?
2: I heard he's legit. Yes. Yep. Oh, Big time. He's, he's,
1: And we just need to get you two hooked up and, and and he talks about it, man. He's, he's like, and he even said it in in his interview. He said that he said, I love getting other people's first turkeys, which is awesome. So you're going to, you're going to have to turkey hunt with him.
2: We've actually talked that sissies season and, uh, you know, the other show like about that. So I, I think you're right. I think he's the man that might be able to help me give him some pointers. So,
0: and coach growing up, we, we know, we know you played football. Uh, you know, you went to UAB, played football. What, what other sports did you play growing up? And did you ever see yourself when you were a little kid out in the backyard? Did you ever see yourself maybe making to the NFL or the MLB or the NBA or something like that?
2: Great question. I, uh, you know, I played baseball starting really young, kind of like my kids do. And our, you know, y'all's kids do. I, I probably, I think it was four, I was four years old. When I started and um, I think I got into basketball around, I think it was second grade. So eight or nine, whatever it was, eight or nine. Um, tried football during that second grade year and lasted a week. Um, I was just not ready for it and then picked it back up in fifth grade. But I, you know, those three sport at you know, three sports pretty much up to the high school I played on the regular, I played with travel, whatever it was at the time. And so, um, you know, to be honest with y'all, going into high school, uh, hopefully I can make this a little shorter than what it is, but I thought I was gonna be a basketball player. I was six foot four and uh, you know, seventh, eighth grade, dunking already, um, had hoop dreams like all these other kids in basketball. Um, got to uh ninth grade, um, kinda got talked into a a gentleman named uh my coach Clevard is his name. He's just re- retired in Cherokee County, but he basically told my mom and I and my dad that uh I was gonna be a division one football player. And I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I was so in love with basketball at the time. I was like one of the top travel teams, AU teams in the state of Georgia at the time and um I wasn't going to play football my freshman year. And he talked me into it, and I kind of negotiated. I thought I was going to be a quarterback, but basically I would played O-line, D-line my whole life. Pretty good at it, but I wanted to touch the ball for whatever reason. And he he goes, look, come out, I'll put you a tight end. And and honestly, the rest is history. Like um, I fell in love with the weight room, kind of like Hudson did at an early age and it helped me become a better basketball player uh better you know football player obviously um didn't play baseball in high school i don't remember why i wish i would have because i would have loved to see my you know my swing and all that with the weight room with it because i love baseball still do to this day i regret that and then um i ran track but people don't know um i've still got a school record at scoy high school that lives on since golly it's 20 something years old but um Still got the school record for high jump at six foot four. I went out my sophomore year, did three hundred hurdles, did high jump, did something else, I forget event, but basically uh high jumped for a year, uh, was really, really good at it, and that school record's still there. So that's that is phenomenal. that's amazing, coach. It is. Because <laughs> that area's grown so much. Six
1: but I had a kid, four. there's there's
2: I think there's two or three people that have tied it. It's my claim, the same. It's all I got. Um, but I, the kid that went on to play wide receiver at Colorado, he's tied it. Somebody else, but you know, going back, I had the dream to play football, baseball, basketball in in the pros, and um, that that's what I was wired for. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like, and my biggest moment at UAB when I got hurt, my redshirt sophomore year, when I was about to really start because I had two tight ends ahead of me that were studs. Started two games. My second game against Florida State, I get hurt, have an L4, L5, herniated disc. And it was like, you know, I tried to come back the next spring and basically it it wasn't healed right already. And I was blessed by my head coach, Coach Watson Brown, to put me on a medical hardship and pay for the rest of my scholarship. But, um, you know, tough life lesson, but when the air leaks out of the ball, you know, all these coaches and teachers have been telling you this your whole life, you better have a backup plan and you know, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I'm not saying I wasn't a good student in college, but it was like I, the light bulb went off and, and maturity and all these different things and my grades for the next two years, straight A's, and I was making good grades. It just wasn't, I wasn't trying. So um, my defining moment was getting hurt at UAB and, and basically uh, not being able to play football, it, having, having to, you know, go to plan B and C or whatever it is.
1: Well. You talk about the coaches that have influenced you throughout your life. When did you know that you wanted to be a high school coach? And were there any other role models inside of those guys that, that you as a kid that inspired this dream? Um,
2: you know, I had some really, really good coaches along the way. Um, job rest his soul. My seventh-grade coach uh, was a gentleman named Coach Gates. Um, I actually got to speak at his funeral A couple years ago, Um, tough moment, but uh, he he left a huge impact on me as far as football. Seventh grade, Um, you know, eighth grade year, I had some great coaches, but really, I I mean, if I'm gonna be directly honest with you, the two people that made me a player, an athlete, made me want to coach was Mark Ferris and Sid Maxwell. Um, Those were my high school basketball and football coaches. as far as getting into coaching uh the story about that is you know when i told you about that moment of having to decide about life because football is no longer an option and education being the most important thing um i came home one weekend during that time thought i was going to be a business major trying to chase money my mom pulls me to the side uh, cory you going to wear a suit every day Oh, God, no. Um, you going to sit in a desk every day? Oh, God, no. No, no. Drive back the next weekend, declare another major. Um, I forget what it was. And finally got to the point where I fell in love with history classes at UAB and decided um, after I was about you know getting closer to graduation that, man, I either want to coach high school or college football. And I just heard a lot of my coaches talk. Uh, high school and, you know, college coaches that I had a bunch of good ones. You know, Pat Pat uh, Sullivan was my OC, who's guy rest is sold now, but Heisman winner at Auburn. And I talked to him, all these guys that were my mentors, and uh, Coach Crow. I mean, there's a bunch of them at UAB. But I made a decision that I wanted to come back home to Georgia, you know, and be a high school teacher. And so I knew I wanted to be a coach as far as sports. If I'm going to be a teacher, I might as well be a coach. And so – it's kind of just, that's how it felt, felt in, you know, in my lap or how it played out.
0: And coach, we see a lot of mornings, Facebook and Twitter and everything. We see you post a a, a lot of um, Bible verses and stuff all over social media. How big has your faith played a part in, in coaching and teaching and, and raising a family?
2: It, it is. First of all, I'm going to tell y'all that I'm not perfect. I want people to know that I fail every day. I fail a lot, you know, with that, um, but I do believe, uh, and it's a fine line in education as far as being a coach, but I I am more proud as far as the moments of being able to uh, be at an FCA event or, you know, at Gordon Central where, um, you know, wins and losses might have not been the greatest on my record, but I promise you this, when the time comes, and hopefully I make it there, uh, we had five kids baptized at Gordon Central in one year. Um, I observed them. Um, We had 40 to 50 kids in two years, you know, be saved because we took them to SCA camps and got them connected. Um, And, you know, I like, to me, I think that's my duty. Uh, You know, if I can get them, I'm not saying I'm trying to push anything on them, but if they're willing to talk and they want to talk about it, I I promise you I will talk about it. Um, Can I do a better job within my own family and all this stuff? There's no doubt, you know. A lot of times, I think when I post that stuff, it's it's what I read that morning or whatever to get me going. And what I found is if I post it, um, it it's something that someone else needed to hear or see. And that's why I've been doing that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not one that's very outgoing, you know, with it as far as, you know. I, if it's a group of us and, and I got to pray, I'll be honest with you. I got to work on being more of an outgoing person as far as praying in front of people or whatever. No different than public speaking in front of 500 kids at UAB. Like, um, it's not that I can't do it. It's just, you know, I, I let others do it or deflect, you know, deflect it on someone else. But if I have to do, it, I'll do it. There's no doubt. But, um, I, I just try, you know, to do right by, by kids, people, whatever. And I, and I believe in the man above and that's, where you know my strength, you know, comes from.
1: Coach, we just saw Umber Brown come back to his alma mater and and take the head coaching gig down there at Central. You mentioned earlier, you want to stay out here in West Georgia. If Sequoia calls. Are, are you are you going to listen? Are you going to, are you going to consider this?
2: You know what? Um, had a situation recently. Another one out that way. Somebody contacted me. Not very many people know this, I just don't care. And I I'll say it because I'll tell you how how blessed we are to be here. I don't want any part of I, it's not that I don't like my hometown or whatever. I'm a head coach in a four A through a one A program. I don't know why. I just I love the development and the relationship side. Um I I've been in Metro Atlanta for a while. and I'm not saying that it's like it's an awesome situation. Most of the people I know but I always wanted to be in a place where I could make an impact. Um, And I think at a smaller school, you know, uh, I think that impact can be felt not only just in football or weight training or whatever sports, but, you know, just the culture of the school. And so um, I think if people actually started to study, which I I try not to look at this stuff because it's very time-consuming and, um, you know, I guess – uh, if you get too involved in it, you never know where it's going to bring you. But the jobs, you know, that are coming open throughout the state, head coaching jobs and stuff like that. And so, I think what you're starting to see is a lot of these, you know, big time coaches or, or guys who have great records and all that, are starting to figure out, you know, that these rural areas or in one tiny schools or whatever it is, like that's a great situation. You know, um, I think I've just always wanted that dream. I wanted to be in a small school a small rural area where I knew everybody and I could connect and, and different things like that. And so I've enjoyed, you know, the year here at Temple so far and still building relationships and doing things like that and the community, but I just love it out here. You know, I, I don't know if this gets talked a lot by the other coaches in this County or this area. Um, I truly believe that the brotherhood in this area, whether it goes to Town with coach Abrams or, you know, down the herd or wherever, whatever coaches is coach Peavy. Like I've never seen a a fraternity as far as West Georgia coaches and how we get along and how we support each other. Now when we play each other, there's no doubt like coach Finley. I love him. Like he, he has been so great to me in my whole career before I even came to West Georgia and no. But I'm just saying, all these guys, like when we're in a building, y'all, y'all see it. Like there's camaraderie, there's there's brotherhood there. They're all we're bouncing each other, you know, ideas off each other. Like that's a very, very special thing that West Georgia has. That's not, I don't see that, you know, where I'm from in, in Cherokee County, or how tight we are. Um, you know, it's a little different in other areas. So I'm very thankful for all these other coaches in, in West Georgia. And
1: and I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. It was just. It, no, you're you, good. You, okay. You spoke glowingly about your your alma mater, and, and that's that's something that I, I just kind of wanted to ask. But also, you're you're right. Like Bryce mm-hmm. and I, part of the reason Bryce and I started the Morning Five was was because we feel like this area is is probably one of the best areas in all of the state, and, and we feel like it's under uh, it's under recruited, and we feel like no doubt, you know, it, no doubt. even if we get. Uh, maybe one coach, you know, listening to our podcast and talking about, you know, McKenna Knicks having a great game or you know Hudson Knicks having a great game. Maybe these coaches will start coming out to Temple or or Bowden or you know wherever. And the camaraderie that we've had, I mean, there, Bryce and I have been like we've mentioned before. It's it's a stupid little podcast that we do, but every single time that we have reached out to a head coach, whether it be football, basketball, it doesn't matter. They <laughs> Have always been so gracious and and welcoming. Say please, please come take you know cover our kids. So well, yeah, we well, they give you guys
2: have... credit. Like you know, not trying to kick y'all, but to give you guys credit. Like that exposure that you're bringing to these kids, which it's all about the kids. You know. I think you're doing an unbelievable job. Like, I'm from a bigger county. Like, well, it's grown to be a bigger county, and we have these things, but they no longer have that kind of stuff. You know, the game of the week or whatever. Those things that went, you know, all these things that you guys do, podcasts, you know, all the, you know, the games, calling the games. Like, it's huge, you know. And I'll agree 100% with you after talking to most of these coaches in this area in multiple sports. Um, I think West Georgia in this area is a hidden gem mine, and some of these college coaches. They better wake up and start coming over this way because they're going to lose out.
0: Yep, big time, big time. We we've seen that a couple times, and yeah, it it, it doesn't make sense because you know Billy and I and everybody around here, we go to these games, we watch these kids play, we know what they're capable of, and you know some of them aren't getting big time scholarship offers, and we're just like, what, like, what is go, why, why, why are they so under recruited out here in the West Georgia? It, it baffles us. We can't we can't figure it out. And uh, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Um, hey, coach, you know, getting getting off a bit of the uh, the deeper questions, we got some, we got a couple of the uh, the silly ones for <laughs> you. So, go so ahead. you're sitting there Friday night, just got a big region win. Uh, you're sitting there, you know, calming down from the game. What's your go to post game meal? What are you most excited to eat after a big victory on Friday night?
2: I have a hard time sleeping on Friday nights. It doesn't matter if it's win or lose. And I would say in this past year at Temple. If I can get up there in time and it's not packed enough, it's definitely Waffle House. <laughs> you and Trevor Lawrence got that in common. There you go.
1: <laughs> what? Because uh, this is the all-important question: is is what's your order at Waffle House? Because everyone, you, you can't say, "Oh, I, I just I just go up there and feel what I feel." No, no. Everyone's got their order at Waffle House. No, my order
2: is the same. My order is the same. It, it's the 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 cheese eggs breakfast. It's not. It's basically everything with the all star. But I'm not a waffle guy, so I, I get the eggs, the toast, the hash browns, you know, and um, whatever you know, cheese eggs. Whether it's cheese eggs or over meat, whatever it is, like, and and that's my go to. Bacon, sausage, you don't mind. I get both of those. So,
1: so do you have? And, and we'll get into this one football question and only because I. I I think I've asked you this before, but I want to know more because it's it's funny to me. Who's the biggest yeah. trash talker in your team?
2: Oh, man. Uh, this past year, I, I had some very uh, mouthy seniors still that love to talk trash. Um, so I would say the first one, if I had to rank two or three, number one is definitely Cam Bond. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt. Um, number two is... Though. Probably Kevon Coleman. And number three, there's probably a couple of them. But, uh, I, you know, I can't really distinct from the three of them, you know, third place one. There's a, there's still a couple left that aren't seniors. I'd <laughs> say I, – I think Kaysen, you know, Mackinac would probably be up there in that third one. And he's a young kid coming back. So, Coach, you're sitting down. You know, you
0: talked to us about the, uh, the Vikings Valhalla show that you watched that you, you binged yeah. through two seasons you're sitting at home uh you know looking for something to watch on tv what's your favorite movie like what's the one movie if it's on you have to sit down and watch the entire thing
2: i heard y'all ask seamus and i really tried to think about this until now um you know what i'm more of a, a sports guy like you know i heard say say the hoosiers that's an unbelievable movie and i don't remember which one of you two have not watched that is it that, Who was, is that was it?
0: it? was me. It was Bryce. I've never. Did seen Did you watch movie. it over the weekend? No, I Did you haven't, watch it over the weekend. I haven't yet. Bryce,
2: I, you got to watch the movie. I, I, I promise got,
0: you. I got. I got it. But, I got, when I get free time, I'll, I'll. I'll watch it. I'll watch it before. Uh, before the month was is out, stunned I stunned To hear
2: that, I was stunned to hear that. I. Um, I am terrible. But,
0: Billy makes fun of me constantly. There are so many iconic TV shows and movies that I've never seen, and I get I, mean, I get chastised
2: for it constantly.
1: he hasn't seen. But well, I'm Trump. not
2: like I'm. I'm a oh my god. I'm a movie guy, but I'm not to the point where my best friend who, you know, knows all the actors. I'll watch any movie. I'll give it a shot. But, you know, I've watched a few in my lifetime where I turn that crap off quick, but <laughs> I'm more of a sports minded, I guess, you know, that kind of that documentary type you know, a true life story, you know, I saw We Are Marshall this weekend. I've saw it 50 million times. Like, I can't watch that movie enough. I can't watch blind side enough. Like I love those type of movies, but I'm going to go soft on y'all right now. My family will tell you that if it's a Disney movie and it's, it's new or whatever or older, I'm all into it. I don't know why I just,
0: I'm all into some Disney movies. Both of us are right there with you, coach.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean,
2: <laughs> like it, especially, you know, there's so many good ones lately, but I'm just telling you like, I, I guess I watched too many Disney movies growing up, and then having these three kids, you know, they love some Disney. I've yep. been to Disney World, you know, four or five times. I want to go back again. Like it's a waste of money because we've already done it all. And but I'm just I'm a I'm a big Disney dude as far as movies.
0: Coach, have you seen the the Star Wars Star Cruiser things that they have down at Disney World now?
2: I haven't. That's what I want to go. Me and Hudson want to go check that out. Oh,
0: I want to go so bad. That looks so cool. I hear you. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Disney fan as well.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Final question for me. Uh, we obviously know that your your pers- your your career goal for this year is is let's go win a let's go win a ship. But what? Do you have Correct. any personal goals that you've set for yourself in 2023?
2: Um, you know, I I, I want to be more. I guess. discipline to, you know, read the Bible more or, or, you know, in that area, no doubt. Um, I really, honestly, we usually set, you know, New Year's resolution goals as a family, individually, you know, um, for me, you know, it's more, I don't know, being the best I can be, um, whether that's in the weight room and, 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 you know, whether it's a good day or bad day, just being the best I can be in, in, in that moment, um. You know, I've still got a ways to go. I'm not going to lie to you all. Head coaching wise, being organized, all these different, you know, all these different battles. Um, this go round with this head coaching job, it, it's been a whole lot tougher uh, because obviously my two oldest are very talented and, um, you know, they, they come first in certain times. And so um, I, I wanted to be – my goal is to be more organized overall. And I would – and I'm not saying I'm not because trust me – Anybody knows me, you know, I'm I'm pretty anal or was for a long longest time about, you know, having things clean or whatever, you know, um or being organized on paper. But I think uh I've got to improve in that area overall.
0: Awesome coach. Well you got any final thoughts for us today?
2: No, I appreciate everything y'all do. I, I look forward to hearing the rest of these guys uh on your podcast and you know you two are you've always been good to me you know like brothers i never had you always you know take care of me and my family you always treat us like family and um i appreciate all y'all do and i'm always here obviously support you guys and your endeavors and what y'all want to do and Um, Just let me know how I can help you out.
0: Awesome, Coach. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. This has been the Get to Know You podcast with Coach Corey Nix. We will see you all next week with a new coach. Same time, same place.